Hello, lovely. It's Shauna Lee, and welcome back to the Soul Frequency Show podcast, where we're stepping into the light and raising our frequency together. Each week, we get to return to this sacred space to have conversations about the things we all experience in life, love, health, and career. A space where we, as spiritual beings, having this human experience can amplify our gifts and remember our truth. The title of this episode is Feel Better in Five Minutes. So can we actually feel better in five minutes? I mean, is that possible? Do you think it's possible? Have you had evidence of this in your life? I think it's a funny time that we live in because we tend to think that everything takes forever. It takes forever to heal. It takes forever to feel better. And yeah, there's a journey to the things that we go through in life. But what I know to be true is that as we start to move more into our quantum origins, right, and this quantum reality, is that things can shift in a nanosecond. Like, for instance, maybe you've had the experience where you're just kind of having a bad day and all of a sudden something makes you smile and instantaneously you're like laughing and smiling and you have forgotten for a moment about your bad day and you're completely in another vibration, experiencing a new emotion. I think we've all had that happen before. I know I have. And that just shows you that we can have these instantaneous shifts. And we're going to be talking about that today, that it doesn't have to take forever. And that if we are holding on so tightly to this idea that our healing or our growth or our life or whatever has to take forever, then, you know, we get what we're asking for. But if we open up to a state of higher consciousness where we're able to really allow things to shift in our reality, allow ourselves to shift, that so many beautiful things um, can come from that. And we're going to be talking about that today. And one of the things that I love the most about being in this higher frequency energy is then, of course, you are attracting more of that into your life through other people that you invite into your world, through experiences you have. And that's truly why I created the Soul Frequency Experience was to put people in a vibration where they're attracting in soul family and people that truly see them. And we're heading into another mini session. Uh, Gosh, I think it's next week, which I'm super excited about our final mini session. Um, If you haven't already put an application in, you can do that. You can email michelle at thesoulfrequency.com and it's going to be an awesome adventure. And I want to dive further into this. So I want to bring our guest on the show. We're going to be talking today to Amanda Hainline, and Amanda has been in the world of energy healing for the past 15 years, and she works with clients all over the globe. She's an intuitive, a healer, a clairvoyant, a clairsentient, a medium, channel, and an author, and she loves bringing the world of energy healing to others through teaching, hands-on healing, and distance work, and she shares in our time together about her awakening experience. It was very rapid. It was not something she was looking for or seeking out, but she shares really openly about what that experience was in her life and how she kind of came to terms with being able to perceive the world in all of these different ways. And today she is an emotional freedom mentor, an intuitive healer, and she is the author of the book, Feel Better in Five Minutes, an empowering guide to gain control over your emotions. 
And she shares 79 emotional freedom methods in the book to help people gain um, freedom over things like anxiety and depression and stress, which are super rampant today. We've all experienced those and to help themselves heal and find peace. So I'm very excited to have Amanda on the show. With no further ado, let's welcome her on. Welcome to the show, Amanda. I'm so happy you're here with us. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Yeah. So, so before we dive into our topic, I want to really focus on a lot around emotional freedom. I feel like emotions are one of the things we least talk about in our culture and one of the most important things we need to have some self-awareness about. Um, but before we kind of dive into that, I just... I want to know personally, and I'm sure everyone else wants to hear a little bit about your journey and how emotional freedom has become important to you and how maybe some of your gifts have flourished in your life. So start wherever you'd like, take us on the journey. Okay. Well, when I was 30 years old, I was, you know, typical mom, uh, had two little kids, stressed out, you know, feeling frazzled all the time. And I struggled with anxiety and anger and depression and, you know, all the things um, when you're frustrated with life. And I didn't want to go down a path of medication, but I knew I had to do something. And a friend recommended that I go to an energy healer. So I said, well, I'll try anything, you know? And so I went to this energy healer and after the first session, she released some energy during that session. And uh, after that first session, I felt way better. My anxiety was lower. I was smiling. I was laughing. I just felt lighter overall. And I thought, well, this could be a path for me to feel better, you know, in my life and really come to a place of feeling like I had uh, that emotional freedom I was seeking really. And so I went back for the second session and during that session, um, she was muscle testing me and as she does in this modality and said, well, all of your chakras want to open at once. And I said, well, what's a chakra? I don't know what that <laughs> is. And so that's the level of understanding I had for what was about to happen to me. And then she started tapping on my head and my heart and I felt like I was on fire, I was burning from the inside out. I started screaming. I felt complete terror wash over me. And I felt like I was being electrocuted. My body tensed up to the point of just being uncontrollable. And it lasted about 30 seconds. And then I collapsed on the table and felt like I'd been hit over the head and asked her what had happened. She said, all of your chakras open. And I said, well, that really doesn't help me understand what happened. Uh, but that's all she had to say, really. So she said, go outside, walk around, go home and go to bed. So I did. Got up the next morning. I felt worse, not better. As you know, I was hoping that I would feel better after, you know, I thought, well, I could sleep it off, but it I felt so much worse. I was weepy, unclear head, just sad, you know, barely functioning. Got my kids to school, came home, slept all day, went to pick them up. And as I approached the school, I started feeling other people's emotions and all of this energy bombarding me from all of these people being around me. I was hearing their thoughts. It was very traumatic because I didn't understand what was happening to me. I thought whatever they did the day before is making me go crazy. And I 
got my kids home as fast as I could crying and shaking. And then the next day I went back and I said, you need to fix this. Whatever you did, you need to undo it because I can't function. And they said, well, your chakras will balance and close and then everything will go back to normal. But that's not what happened. I started hearing more voices and having nightmares and all of the traumas that I'd had as a child were coming up and I was reliving them like they were fresh uh, in my mind and in my reality. And it was just this barrage of that all the time and I couldn't control it. So I thought, well, I'm just going to have to keep going back to healers. I don't know what else to do. So I kept going back and they started teaching me how to work with this kind of energy and being open to the spirit realms and being open to uh, everything around me. Cause it was just like, I had no energetic immune system anymore. And we were slowly rebuilding that <clears throat> through energy work. And then they were teaching me how to really put in, um, put in place this emotional releasing because they said, you know, these healers told me, they said, you've got to release these emotions that are coming up. You can't keep stepping them back down because that's why you're in this state to begin with. That's why you're such a mess because you've, you've got all the stuff you've, you've never expressed. You've never expressed this anger and this sadness and all of these emotions, uh, from the traumas that you had as a child. And so, I started working on releasing those emotions. And the more I did that, the more stable I became. The more clarity I had, the more balance I had. And about six months in, I had uh, these three angels show up in my living room, which had become normal at that point in my life. Uh, and I just looked at them and I was like, what do you want from me? You know, and they said, well, we're going to teach you how to heal people. And I laughed at them and I said, you're crazy. I can't heal anyone. I can't even help myself. I'm, you know, I'm in the middle of a house remodel and I can't even paint a wall. I'm, I'm still recovering from all of this. And they said, no, we're going to teach you how to do it. And we don't want you to go get help from anyone else on learning. We're, we're going to teach you everything you need to know. And then people started showing up and that's how my practice started. They just started showing up in my life, friends, friends of friends, different people from just coming out of the woodwork to see me and get help. So that was 16 years ago, and I've been doing it ever since. So cool. You got the all-in-one, all-in-one instantaneous awakening. I did. It was the, the lightning bolt of awakening, and yes. I don't recommend it for people, especially yeah. if you don't even know what the chakra is. Um, not the way to go. Not the cruise yeah. ship you want to get on, uh, for sure. But I'm grateful for the way it happened now, you know, but... Yeah really having a slower unfolding, this beautiful flower of awakening is really what I tell people. I'm like, if you're going through that, really, that's the better way to go. Right. Right. Like way to go for sure. Yeah. It's, it's fascinating. Cause they were just, it's like all of that work, right. That unfolding of like having the past traumas come back out and like moving that energy out of your mind, body system, you know, that happens for a lot of people over periods of time. And it kind of goes in waves, over years and you were like having that instantaneously it's just like okay let's clear all this so that we can you know teach you how to heal people and come on in so what an incredible story and what like what would you attribute so as they were teaching you and obviously since it was happening so fast there was I'm sure like you were saying a level of resistance to it how did that unfold as they started to teach you well, it started off slow. It started off with little things and they would tell me, you know, open your hand and uh, 
put it on, on your leg and feel the energy, you know, and they would tell me how to channel the energy through, uh, my head all the way down to my arm and then into my leg, you know, and they're like, envision the light coming in. And then they would tell me to use different colors. You know, every time my kids would like bump their knee or something, you know, I'd be like, Oh, Oh, let me help you. They're like, no, mom, no, you know, get away from me. You know, so I had a lot of that kind of stuff that went on. Uh, I worked on my dogs. I got guidance to start to heal and balance chakras. They taught me how to do all kinds of things. And when I got in sessions with people, I would have usually two or three uh, angels or guides right there with me, kind of giving me step-by-step on-the-job training it's kind of like whenever you you see someone being guided through doing a surgery or something. It's yeah, it was it's similar. It's really similar. You know, it, it it's very interesting how they would how they would guide me, and then they would say, "Stop! You have to stop working on this person. That's all they can take." You know, and I learned the hard way to uh, not keep going. I made someone have the worst migraine they've ever had in their life because I kept going. I thought, oh, there's more to do. There's more to do. And they were like, stop, stop. You know, and I didn't. And after that point, I I never did that again because I felt so bad. I was like, oh, there's a reason you're telling me to stop other than, you know, the fact that, um, that you just want me to quit now. You know, there's, there's deep that. So it was, you know, and, and there's lessons like that, that you learn when you're working with energy or anything, you know, it's, it's the process of really mastering something is, you know, making those little, I don't say mistakes, but, you know, sidesteps and lessons. So that there definitely was some of that stuff that went along with it. And then self-doubt, you know, when you're going through these things, you know, you, you have this, your ego gets in the way of thinking, oh, I have to, I have to be right. You know, if I do a reading and something else happens, oh, then I was wrong, you know, and I was talking to a very experienced healer about this. And she said, you know, it doesn't matter. And I'm like, what do you mean? It doesn't matter if I'm right. And she's like, it doesn't matter at all. If you're right or wrong, there's really no such thing. And that just blew my mind, you know, and sent me into a tailspin because I thought, well, then why am I even doing this work? You know, because uh, right reading is part of what I do, but the healing part is the other part. So it, it definitely was a lesson in letting go of ego and, and really trusting in, what I was being told by the angels and guides to help people. Cause that's ultimately the goal is, is to help uh, those people that are coming in. So it's, it's been a journey and a process, but I love it though. It's, it's really wonderful work. Yeah. It's beautiful. Are you doing remote healing or hands-on healing? And then you've mentioned readings as well. Yes. Yeah, I do. I do all of those things. So right now I've got a really select uh, little bit of time for readings, just because I've got a lot of projects going on at the moment and I have to be sure my energy is balanced out, but I do, um, remote readings. Mostly I did have a client fly in a couple of weeks ago and she did an in-person reading. So I do do in-person readings as well, but most of them are remote because I, I work with people all over the place. So it's, it's something that, um, is just easier for me to do. Awesome. So cool. So you just wrote a book a couple months ago, feel better in five minutes. Like what was the whole like concept or if you received guidance, like why this book, why now? Well, 
The book really has been years in the making. I started working on a book in 2016 and I got as far as writing the client stories down because I had 35 client stories that I had seen amazing transformations with people. And I wanted to share those because I'm like, this is really cool. You know, what energy work can do to shift someone's life. And I wanted people to understand the power of it. So I wrote the stories down, but I just couldn't get my hands around how to do it past that. I thought, well, there has to be some kind of actionable thing that people could take from the book. And I tried different takes and I just couldn't figure anything out. And then I ran across a program that helped me lay the whole thing out a couple of years later. And then I started working on the book. But really the pandemic, when that started is is when I really dove in because I was starting to see things on my Facebook feed and my Instagram where people were saying, well, I'm taking up day drinking or I have all I feel is anxiety all the time, or I'm so scared. And, you know, people just didn't know what to make of the world around them anymore. And everything seemed like it was falling apart. And so people were really freaking out. I mean, they were really having a hard time. And so I thought, well, I'll write a little thing and put it on my website. And so I did that. And then I realized that I wanted to add more and I wanted to add more and I went, oh, this is a book. (laughs) So that's when I started kind of, I pulled out all my old client stories and started applying them to things that I wanted to teach in the book. And I really centered around emotional release because I felt like emotions were something that people were really dealing with heavily at the time. And everyone deals with emotions. I mean, that's just part of being human and people don't understand where emotions come from a lot of times, why we're triggered. And we think, you know, something's wrong with me. And that's not the case at all. It's just the fact that you've got all these traumas and different belief processes in there that are causing you to feel trapped in your life or have anxiety all the time or have depression. And so explaining those in a different way and coming at it from an energetic perspective rather than just a psychological perspective was something that I felt was really powerful because we don't even think about our energy system. It's not something that's really at the forefront of our mind for most of us. It's, you know, I've got to eat right. I've got to take my vitamins. I've got to exercise, which are all super valid and powerful things to do. But if you're not addressing the energy system, that's kind of the third leg of the stool. That's really important, you know, body, mind, spirit, as they say. So helping people understand that the energy system is really where everything starts. And then when it shows up as emotional unrest, you've already got things that are going on in your energy system that need to be shifted. So using the emotion for kind of a red flag and then working backwards from that and going to that emotional or the energetic place and releasing the energy around the traumas and the different emotions that we're holding onto and not letting go of that are keeping us stuck. Yeah, it's so powerful. So when you were, as this was all opening up for you, because I think, you know, when we start looking deeper into our life, we start understanding our energy or we start, you know, being curious or going to healers or getting psychic readings and just starting to open the doors to new information. Um, Certainly like there's people in life who don't understand the journey or what you're, you know, opening up to or what you're experiencing. Like, and people say to me all the time, like, what do I do when other people don't 
get this. Like I'm kind of on this journey. I don't totally get it. You know, sometimes we, we're, we feel like we're not sure what's really happening, but we just, it's an area that's calling us forward. Um, so what was it for you personally in your life when you, you know, went through your incredibly fast experience, what was going on with your family members or the people living with you, people closest to you? Well, it was really interesting because I was raised Southern Baptist. And so I grew up in that sort of dynamic and my family wasn't particularly religious, but they definitely didn't understand what was happening. And, and like you said, you know, when you're going through that, you don't really even get it. And I didn't even know I had a spontaneous Kundalini awakening. I didn't have words for it for probably seven or eight years after the fact. So it's not like someone said, oh, this is what happened to you. And this is what you need to look for. And this is the checklist of things that you may go through. That would have been helpful. Uh, but I didn't have that at all. The healers were like, we're not really sure what happened. And we're not really sure why your chakras didn't close back up and you're back to quote unquote normal. Not really sure what's going on. So uh, that was an interesting process. But for my family, um, my extended family, they were a little confused by the whole thing. And I really didn't discuss a lot of it with them because I knew that it wouldn't be something they could understand. And I didn't need that around me, if that makes sense. I needed, yeah. I needed more stability and um, less uh, unsureness, which is, which is what I felt that that would bring. And so my immediate family, uh, my children actually started having awakenings at the same time. So that was interesting, especially my younger son. He started actually seeing things. Uh, he would run downstairs and say, mommy, there's glowing eyes in my bedroom. I don't know what it is. Or, oh, there's white lights and they're going all over the place and they're flying around and they're talking to me, you know? And I'm like, okay, I'm dealing with this too, you know? And, it, and so it was really kind of a little chaotic at my house. And my husband at the time, to his credit, he was as understanding as he could possibly be. I would tell him, oh, we have to do the ceremony or we have to do this, or my guides are telling me this or that. You know, he's like, okay, well, what do you want me to do? You want me to go get a bottle, you know, a thing of salt water? Okay, I'm gonna go do that. Oh, light this candle. Okay, you know, and he was, he was really kind of in the trenches with me, which was really sweet. And uh, I had a friend who actually was going through it at the same time as me, that her started with a car accident and she was going to the same healer and having an awakening. Hers looked differently. Uh, than, than mine, but it was very similar. And so I kind of had an awakening buddy, which was very helpful, even though neither one of us knew what the heck was going on. At least I had someone there in the trenches with me that I could call and be like, oh my gosh, this just happened. You know, have you had anything like this happen? You know, and so we kind of had this back and forth um, bonding. It was kind of a trauma bond, honestly, during this time, but it was, it was really helpful to have someone that was supporting me. And then all the healers that I had around me as well, I had, I'd say like three or four that I would go to as I was guided and, and get healing work done and, and just talk to them about what was going on to try to get some understanding. So it's, I did develop a support system with it, but it, even with that, it was, it was really difficult. Yeah. It's so great that you had your friend, you know, cause coming from probably the same background of not expecting any of this to happen and being able to talk to somebody, there's a lot of confusion. Like I think in general, um, in just awakening, like when you just start perceiving the world differently, or you start having, you know, experiences where you see things or you hear things or any of that, it just kind of 
shakes you up a little bit and you're trying to make sense of it. And I think the point you make is so important. I know I felt the same way. You just kind of want to insulate yourself from anyone else's, you know, outside opinions that don't feel supportive or loving because you're you're navigating something that you're not sure about. And you certainly don't need, you know, people adding to that in a stressful way. So, you know, I say to people like, get around a support system. And that's basically what you're sharing that understands, like there are people always that are out there that, that get it. They've been through it and they understand it. And so that's what makes you not feel like you're going crazy, right? <laughs> like, cause it very much, you know, if your reality around you and the people that are, that are in your life, don't understand or don't have any reference point for it, it can feel very lonely. It can. Yeah, definitely. I definitely encourage people that are going through anything spiritual, find a group, find uh, other people that have gone through it. There are people out there. I think it's easier to find stuff now than it was 16 years ago. I really struggled with finding anything that made uh, two bits of sense, you know, it would be like the third plane of the fourth quadrant of the whatever. And I'm like, okay, that does not help. I don't yeah. understand. What you're talking about. Could you please speak English and give me something practical that I could do, you know? So it was really tricky. And, but I do think that more people in the Western culture have had these experiences now. And I feel like the veil really is thinning. The vibrations are speeding up on the planet. So there's a lot more people waking up and having these experiences. Experiences. And I think it's reflected in media, you know, even though a lot of it's sensationalized, they, they are having shows about mediums and, you know, ghosts and all these different yes. things. And there's elements of truth in them, which I think really helps the people that are having these awakening experiences be more supported, even if it's not hundred percent understood by the other people, because it's not understood by yourself either. So it's, it's really interesting how, um, how how that is actually a support, even though it may not be 100% accurate at times, you know, having movies and things like that about it. Yeah, it's helping people just normalize it, right? Like even people that don't understand it, like if somebody, you know, doesn't even believe that it actually exists, but they're watching a show about ghosts, it little to, you know, little known to them, they are normalizing it for themselves because they are taking part in something like on a repetitive basis, if it's like a series show, that's that's having them go, oh, okay, okay. And like and, and like you said, there are pieces of truth in it. So they're actually learning things, even though they might not realize they're learning things. Exactly. I agree. It doesn't um making it normal <laughs> or at least it, you know, you're familiar is yeah. really huge. I think it's really done all of us a service that are in this space for sure. Yeah, it's beautiful. And and what do you see like as far as, you know, you've been on this journey for 16 years, which is amazing. And like you said, there's so many lessons you learn along the way. Then you were talking a little bit about that it's kind of a time on the planet and the energy speeding up. Like, where do you feel like this is heading or what do you see as far as where we're going for humanity for this planet? Hmm, that's a really good question. I do feel like there's going to be more and more awakening on the planet and there's going to be things that become intolerable. And 
So I feel like as we're moving along, you know, there's going to be those voices that are really rising up and saying, you know, we need to change things. And we see that happening now. I mean, it's, there's always an element of it, but I do feel like, you know, social media and things like that are, I mean, it's a double-edged sword, right? I mean, there's, there's some good things about it, some awarenesses that are being had. I feel like mental health is more at the forefront, not just because of COVID, but I feel like social media is really helping that as well to have an understanding of normalizing the fact that people do have, you know, mental illness or mental difficulties and that it doesn't need to be hidden. It needs to be brought out and shared so that people can be supported, not just females, but males too, because I feel like guys get shorted a lot of times in that realm. And so I feel like that's more, uh, more the, the male paradigm is moving into the heart, you know, which is wonderful to see. And I think we're starting to, to understand that uh, it's necessary for us moving forward and really being nurtured beings on this planet. Yeah, it's so beautiful. And, and what do you feel about what each person can be doing to help, like, let's say the collective evolution? Because I think that each person is more powerful than they have any the idea, right, of in our ability to like shift our own energy and and that and that really I see that what's happening here is a the collective coming to a certain level of consciousness and like you said, demanding that certain things are intolerable and won't be, you know, we just won't do them anymore. And that really being the wave of new systems and things being created as we move forward. So as an individual, if we stand up and say, hey, I'm taking responsibility along with my brothers and sisters, like what can each individual be doing or what do you feel is important at this time to help move us um, into higher consciousness? Well, for me, personally, and then what I encourage people to do is really work on yourself first. It really starts with your inner world. It really starts with inside of you. You know, if you've got traumas that are, um, that are kind of running the show, if you've got relationship difficulties and job difficulties and all of that kind of stuff. It's, it really goes back to the fact that you've got stuff that needs to be let go of. And as you let go of and shift yourself, you know, energy works in waves. And so it really starts to affect those around you. I've noticed as I've personally, as I've grown and changed and let go of old patterns and structures and really shifted my energy more and more and worked on myself more and more, those around me start to notice. And they say, well, what are you doing? Or I want to do that. Or you seem like you're feeling really good. What's going on? You know? And so I can share those things with other people and then they start doing that. And it's this amazing, beautiful ripple effect that just goes out from being an example. You know, it's it's not about changing someone else. It's really about starting with our inner world and changing ourselves. And from that, we can come from the highest, best place, not only for ourselves, but for everyone else around us. So that those things can start to change on a global scale, but starting inside, starting with, with yourself is the absolute best way to do that. Yeah, it's so true. And that, like you said, affects everybody. It reverberates out to your community, to the community at large. So it's beautiful. So in Feel Better in Five Minutes, what what is the intention of the book in the sense of like, what tools do we receive from the book? What can people learn? I think, you know, what I hear you saying and what I think is valuable too is like bringing these concepts down to earth. Like how do we really 
help ourselves in those moments. Um, so what can we, what can we gain from this? Well, the book is really designed to be used two ways. The Feel Better in Five Minutes kind of speaks to the culture of right now. You know, everybody wants a quick fix and you can do things for yourself in the moment that really just get you back to center and focused and grounded. So that's the first key. And then the second one is really diving in deeper and getting to the bottom of these deeper patterns and traumas and things like that. But what I encourage people to do when they're first starting with these techniques is really to take action on the now. So for instance, if you are on your way home and you get a phone call that makes you really upset and you don't want to walk in the door and have your kids like running at you, mom, mom, or whatever, and, and be in a bad mood because it's not their fault that you got that phone call, right? You want to let that go ahead of time. So an easy thing that I encourage people to start out with is just welcoming up that emotion saying, I choose to welcome up this anger or whatever emotion it is, I choose to release this and anything that it's attached to because our emotions are in a network. Our energy is in a network. And if you're having anxiety or anger or whatever, it's actually linked to deeper things. It's rooted somewhere else. It's rooted in a trauma. It's rooted in a belief system. It's, it's rooted somewhere else in your energy system and your subconscious. So when you say you release that and anything that's attached to you, you're actually pulling out just a little bit more than the stuff that's on the surface. The surface emotion is just to help you understand that there's things deeper underneath that need to be let go of. So I encourage people to just use that simple statement and then just envision that emotion floating up and out of your body and take a couple of deep breaths. And you know, it's working when you start to feel that calmness come over you, you start to come back to center, your rational thinking returns, you know, and it may take a, a few minutes to do that, but really it can take 15 to 20 seconds once you get, once you get really good at it. But I say feel better in five minutes because it, at first it does take that long. You know, it does take a little bit of time at first when you're, when you're just starting to release these emotional states, but that's a really simple thing that people can do to just start out on this journey. Mm, that's so beautiful. I love that tip. And, and do you feel like, you know, in regards to our emotions and from the work that you've done over the years, are we here like having this human experience to understand emotion? Because, you know, emotionality isn't something that every being is experiencing. Like, so what do you feel like the role is of like our emotional self? I think it's fascinating how much our emotional aspect of self is suppressed in our culture or has been suppressed versus like so much attention on, let's say, our minds and our intelligence and our mindset and obviously so much attention on our physical bodies and you just don't hear a lot of people walking around, you know, comfortable talking about their emotional states. It's true. And I do feel like that is a big part of being human. And when I talk to people about their emotions, a lot of times people will say, well, I shouldn't be angry about that. I shouldn't. Why am I having anxiety? There's nothing to be anxious about. You know, they really kind of have this negative self-talk, they really beat themselves up for having these lower vibration or negative emotions as, as we call them, you know, and I tell people, there's a reason you're feeling that every emotion is valid just because you are reacting to something in a way that other people aren't doesn't mean that you're acting incorrectly. It just means that there's a trigger that's deeper that you need to address. So I do encourage people to 
you know, embrace their emotional states, whatever they are, and then you can let them go. But experiencing them is not a crime. It doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. And I think that's a lot of what happens is people say, oh, there's something wrong with me because I'm depressed all the time. Oh, there's something wrong with me because I have anxiety, you know? And it's like, no, it's kind of like, you have a room full of stuff. If you walk in a room and it's full of junk, you don't go, oh my gosh, there's something wrong with this room. What's wrong? There's something wrong with this room. Oh my gosh. You don't say that. You say there's a bunch of crap in here and it needs to, we need to empty it out and repaint the walls. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's just a really simple way of looking at it going, you know, there's nothing wrong with you. Your room just needs to be cleaned out. That's it. And so really working on those deeper emotional states is important, but I do feel like we're here to have this human experience. And that's a very big part of it is feeling emotions. So feeling them is it's fine, but claiming them as your identity is where it gets twisted up. So when people say, I am anxious, I am depressed, I am angry, they're claiming that as who they are when that's yes. not the emotions are meant to be moved through you. So I encourage people to reframe that and say, I'm experiencing anxiety. I am experiencing anger. I'm experiencing experiencing depression. And that way it really does separate it in our mind. It separates it in our energy system. Because when you're saying I am, when you go to try to release that emotion, you've got identity wrapped up in that. And then you say, well, I can't release who I am. That doesn't make sense. So I have to hold on to that because that feels safer. So just shifting that dialogue from the very beginning, whenever you're starting to work with emotional states can really make a big difference. Yeah, that is so true. What a powerful piece of advice. Because otherwise, everything that we identify as self, right, we're going to hold on to because people don't want to let go of the piece of who they are. So if we start labeling it, then we develop a whole belief system about that. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. So I encourage people the uh, early in the book, in chapter one, I talk about just shifting that dialogue. That's just that one thing you know, and see how it feels. Say, I am depressed and then shift it and say, I am experiencing depression and notice the difference of how it feels in your, in your body. And you may not feel it right away, but over time you will start to understand that it's something that you can release versus something that you can't. Hmm, so beautiful. So where can people find out more about you and your sessions and the book? So my website is amandahainline.com and you can get a hold of me on there at info at amandahainline.com. And then you can get my book through a link on the website through uh, at Amazon and Barnes and Noble, or you can go directly to those websites. And again, it's feel better in five minutes an empowering guide to gain control over your emotions. And I also have uh, Instagram at akhainline. And I have a Facebook group that is Daily Energy with Amanda Hainline. And that's a free group that people can join. And I do lives twice a month in there. So that's been really fun. We're doing another one tomorrow, actually, uh, on the uh, uh, December 3rd. So uh, that, yeah, it's it's every every other Friday, I believe, right now. So it's that's been, that's been fun to connect with people through that source. 
That's awesome. Thank you for all the places you guys can reach out and connect. And thank you for being with us today. It's so important. I'm such an advocate for understanding our emotional selves. I feel like it's the seat of our power and creativity to understand our emotions. Um, and so thank you for the work you're doing. It's beautiful. Thank you. And thank you for having me. This has been really fun. I'm Shauna Lee, and you've been listening to the Soul Frequency Show podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Soul Frequency. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this show. Join me next week for more powerful awakenings and positive vibes. Thank you.